Okay, now it's super loud. So okay. is there a way to turn no. what no, I hear down? You're going to have to live with no. that. Sorry. I can turn everybody down, though. <laughs> uh, let me turn everybody down. That's better Just for your face. delicate ears. Just your face and your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that old joke? Does your face hurt? Because it's killing me. <laughs> well, I don't remember that one. <laughs> but it's well, apparently you true didn't get it, so that's a compliment. Hi, this is Dr. Micah, Mort- uh, Micah Mortensen. Is that right? That's right. That's my name. What should G for- stand for? Gargamel. <laughs> We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore like we used to do. It's unscripted. It's conversational. It's uniquely Utah and Salt Lake. Get ready for the Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast with Jim and Tracy Nelson. (laughs) Such a lie. Have we started this? This We're doing it. We started started minutes ago. Absolutely. Um, The G stands for Greg. Okay. You were right. I Tracy was right. Actually oh, we were thinking because first. Micah, there might have been a granite going on there too, or because your last name is Mortensen, I was thinking grout. Oh, you okay. see where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. first name's Micah, right. which is like right. a mineral. Right, right. So Micah, granite, yes, I yeah, get yeah. where we're going with that. Yeah. No, just Greg. <laughs> well, that's nice though. Well, it's my dad's name. His name is Gregory. Gregory. Oh, I like that name. Do you? Yeah, my best friend's name is Greg. Notice she didn't say she liked Greg. Yeah. <laughs> my middle name is Greg, named after my dad, Gregory, but Micah, Gregory, Mortensen would have been a bit much. Yeah. Also, uh, they really did shorten it to just Greg. Just Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So my middle name is, is just Greg. Do you go by just Greg? What do you mean? Micah. Just Greg? Yeah. <laughs> just Greg. <laughs> yeah. Micah. No, it'd, go, it'd probably just be like Greg. this Micah, Greg, just Greg, Mortensen. Micah, Greg, just Greg, <laughs> Mortensen. They're like, oh, wow. That's five names. That is unique. You? When you think of it that way. I, um, so where were you? You were raised, you were native Utah, yes? Mostly. Really? So I mostly was, mean? Well, I was born a poor, humble child right. in Washington. I saw that movie, Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could make that movie. <laughs> uh, no, they sure could not. No. They sure could not. The reason they couldn't is because he hates these oil cans. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't born a poor, humble child. Yes, no. he was born a poor black child, right, yes. right. which is just a statement. It you is know, just, it's just it it's is. what he thought he it was, is. what he thought he was. But they couldn't say that in or these days. There's no way. Um, yeah. In fact, we'll probably have this podcast canceled because we referred to it. We will <laughs> most definitely. We will. It'll be my fault. I don't know how many of these you've done. Thanks, just Greg. This is it. <laughs> Um, okay, where were we? I was born. I'm mostly a Utah. Like, okay. do I consider myself a Utah? Yeah, proud Utah. Love Utah. Been here most of my life. Okay, but uh, I was born in Kirkland, Washington. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't. I'm not gonna tell you guys the year. It was a long time ago. Well, well you were forty. Well, yeah. Of course, I would tell you. Hold on. So this is a topic. Well, this is a topic. We're gonna get you here because you were forty under forty in, in 2016. 2016. According to your frame out there, unless you lied. I don't think so. Well, it's not a real award. I photoshopped it all. And had it put out there. But yeah, that was in 2016. If you say it was, it was. Okay, great. So then we're thinking, I don't know. I'll Who's, make it easier on you. Yeah, go. 47. There you go. Yeah. Huh. I turned 47 in April. Born in 1776. 1976. I, I, knew, was thinking I, I was knew he was a vampire. He looks too good to be human. <laughs> Look at those teeth. Those are perfect vampire teeth. I, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For that. But I was born in, I always just say Seattle, but 
born in Kirkland. How long were you guys there? Two oh. years. Oh, okay. So I was there for two years. My parents were both from Emory County, Utah, middle of nowhere. Where's I don't even know where Emory County is. What's um, in Emory County? If anybody really knows Emory County here, they'll probably judge me. I just always say it's like <laughs> central Utah. Okay. okay. Central. I think it's pretty much central, central. Utah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Like central. past past what? Well, there's now I have to know how to drive there. Juab. There's um, Juab. So if you drove to <laughs> oh I think Price. Okay. Price oh, okay. is probably in Emory County. Okay. Um, if not, it's really close. Because okay. as you start to get down there, it's you, that's those neck of the woods. We're going to give you some slack here because you were two. I was two. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, parents, both from Amory County, uh, somehow got married. I think they both went to Amory High School. Okay. I'm going to assume that they were probably the only, might be rude, but somewhat decent, good-looking <laughs> Male and female I don't of think, their graduating year back then. Sure, absolutely. Because yeah. they were probably like eight kids. Right. Them and a bunch of livestock. <laughs> Somehow they got married. Okay. And then they ended up here, there, all over. They moved to Seattle. My dad was a dentist and I was born in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then- You mean Kirkland? Kirkland. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Actually, I'm the original Kirkland signature. Boom. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm really like sorry about sink. that. <laughs> and oh everything was going great. I had two older sisters and things were going really well. And then I was born and that's when things went to <laughs> hell in a handbasket. <laughs> the marriage fell apart. They divorced. Are you serious? Serious? Yeah, this is all in cow. So my parents divorced when I was two, but... Um, my dad was in Seattle. I think he was just kind of finally getting into his practice that would uh -huh. be his practice for his whole career. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm just getting going here. And my mom, finally, when she's like, okay, we are getting divorced. I, I understand this is the end game here. It took her a while to actually pull the trigger on it because she was thinking, well, uh, it would be nice if the kids are around their dad. Right. He lives in Seattle, but the divorce is kind of imminent. I'm going to be alone, single lady, big city, all of that. And then she finally realized that's not going to work. She yeah. has a support network in Utah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we moved to Utah. It used to be Benyon. Now it's Taylorsville. I, so I lived you lived in Benyon. Tracy lived Did in Benyon. In high school. When my parents were going through a divorce. Yeah. Suck a duck. Maybe it's more about wow. Benyon that causes Could divorce. Yeah, Benyon. I Could think be. so. So we moved just. From where we're sitting right now, right. I grew up a mile away, maybe, wow. for most of my early years. And then, so my dad was in, uh, he was, he's been all around Seattle, uh -huh. Bellevue, Kirkland, Redmond. He moves every so often. Uh -huh. He's vagrant. Yeah. <laughs> the IRS is a job. That's yeah. Yeah, generally a good idea. <laughs> but I grew up here. From age two on, I grew up here. And then Seattle was home away from home. And it was great. I always liked visiting there for the most part. Right. I went to dental school there. So then I was there for four years. And that probably was enough. <laughs> it was just. <laughs> that was just fine. It was just fine. Yeah. It's a good place to visit. Right. From July 15th to maybe September 15th. Uh -huh. That's about it. <laughs> but we enjoyed it. And then it just rains the rest of the and time. And then it rains, the rest, rains the, time. the rest of the time. And then yeah. you want to hurt yourself. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a dentist. Yes. Oh. And you're a dentist. And you're, yeah. Does do dentists really have a higher suicide rate than normal people? 
The short answer is yes. And they were, I don't know if they were number one, but they were up there in, I think it was in the 80s that they ranked really quite high. And then we improved ourselves just a little bit. And now we're not number one. I don't even know if we're top five, 10 or whatever. <laughs> why were they number one? I never, I never really understood why yeah. that was. Think about it. Like nobody is happy to go see the dentist. Very few people are. Right. Even if you're just going in for your routine cleaning, nobody gets excited about that. Not, well, not back in the 80s. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Back then you're like, Ugh. Right? Yeah. I even remember... I'm old enough to remember when my dad practiced without gloves. I was a real little kid, but it was before it was a thing. Right. And I just, he would put his hands in a bloody mouth and I'd come out and wash them. And <laughs> so I'd be up there, kid in the summer, had nothing else to do but go to work and watch my dad. <laughs> and that was it. But I think it's because nobody wants to see them. And then a lot of people go see them when they're in pain. Yeah. So right. they associate with their, denti their dentist with, Hey, I hate you. I'm in pain. Yeah. This is awful. Get me out of pain and go Did die. <laughs> and so then they go die. And they a lot of them took that suggestion seriously. <laughs> a lot of them took it seriously. And then I'll hear stories all of the time of people that managed to stay alive, but <laughs> raging alcoholics. It was on the edge. People the whole on time. their own gas and stuff. See, that's the thing I always heard. They kind of just went back and yeah. huffed, huffed the nitrix oh. or what? The nitrous, right? There, yeah, nitrous yeah. oxide. Yeah. There was a local dentist. Um, I don't know his name, but he, his staff found him in the morning. And this used to happen every so often. Seriously? I think they've Suck made attack. it so fail safe that you kind of can't do that anymore. Uh -huh. But they found him in the morning dead. Because he was sucking his gas, the oxygen ran out, but he still had the pure oh nitrous. Oh my gosh! So he suffocated. So he suffocated. Oh my gosh! Holy! Cow. Oh my gosh! Or asphyxiated? Asphyxiated or suffocated? Probably. Yes. A little bit of both. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> did one of those. Two. <laughs> That's crazy. OD on nitrous oxide. Wow. It's a way to go. That is a way. Because see, go. you're like the nicest, friendliest, coolest orthodontic orthodentist we even know. I'm probably the only one, you know. Nope, that's not true. That's okay. not true. We know Dr. Chuck, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's easy. I Chuck, mean, it's a it's a horse race. I'm not going to lie to you. We're talking about Chuck Odeon, O-D-I-O-N, if anybody <laughs> wants to look him up. Uh, it's clear that I would actually beat him. He is a large buffoon of a man. <laughs> Clearly your friend. But a very good friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, Xander used to hate the dentist, so he would go... In fact, when he was, how old was he, he when was he would not? Five or six. He was about six or He seven, went to see one seven. of these throwback 80s dentists. Yeah. And he couldn't get him to open his mouth. He Tracy couldn't get him to open his mouth. He wouldn't. Like, and I went down there not. and laid down the hammer. We yeah. like took his iPad And I said, away. I'm taking everything like, away from you. You're going to be sleeping in your underwear on the lawn. And he would not open his mouth. Still wouldn't do it. <laughs> so what did so it? What, um, Dr. Chuck. I think Dr. Right? Chuck is what did it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, we came over here to see Dr. Chuck. And then, um, yeah. And then Xander realized they're not all evil. Well, right? it's usually, usually either, you know, they get a good dentist like Chuck and his partner, Jason. And they're all great over there. It's either that or drugs. Or they're yeah. just like, hey, yeah. kid. And they lay him down. Squirted up their nose. Oh, really? I didn't even know this was a thing. What do you mean they squirted up their nose? Yeah. Like a relaxation or something or what? They'll use a a liquid sedative. They shoot agent. liquid up their nose? Well, because your nose is connected to your throat. Sure. Right. Connected to right. your stomach. And I didn't even know this because I'm an orthodontist. I give 
maybe three shots a year. Uh-huh. I don't have any licenses for any of this extra stuff. Don't need it. Don't want it. Right. And then I heard one day, I'm like, wait, if the kid won't take the syringe of liquid and he's a pretty young kid, they'll squirt it up the nose. I, maybe I shouldn't be announcing this. <laughs> this is like an expose now. Yeah. And he's laying on his back and it goes up his nose and it's kind of that feeling of, <laughs> uh-huh. swallows it right down and then he goes sleepy time. 15 oh dentists God. were yeah. arraigned in Utah for <laughs> child abuse. After <laughs> <laughs> the everything you ever wore, saw, all at once saw like podcast one on the air. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's always painful. They have those big, you have those big needles. You have those big needles, right? No, he doesn't. Well, I've got give... like three in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> about... <laughs> that lasts me a full year. <laughs> those are awful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. They're not fun. <clears throat> but now we're pretty lucky because we got, when's the last time we saw Dr. Chuck? Went forever. See you now, right? Yeah. Mostly sees me. Yeah. 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 And then um, I guess I'll go back to Chuck when he's done. You'll just go through his braces, right? That once he's done with braces, will you still work with him? No, I'm gonna get why. rid of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, he's a pain in the ass. Don't. I mean, I love him. I love all my kids. He's actually an awesome kid. He is fun. Um, I will see him for one year, typically after his braces come uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Follow up with him for a year, and then if everything's just going great after the one year mark, then we give him instructions and say, "Have a good life. You don't have to come back. We're here if you need us, and enjoy." Nice. We see people here and there. Right. Yeah. So what do you do besides dentistry? Besides getting stung by bees? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell that story? How's that going for you? (laughs) It's going great. Yeah. How long have you been a beekeeper? I think it's been three years. Uh Uh-huh. So the reason we're all laughing at me and my expense is because my face looks like... Well, no, you look much better now. Yeah. You should have seen them yesterday. We're coming up on... 40, probably 44 hours, but I look a little like sloth from Goonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's such a good description. A good good description. job. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice way to paint a picture on Radio You could have said you look a little more like the guy that plays Thor. I was going to say Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Without uh, the yeah. Hunchback. Mm-hmm. I just thought you got punched in the eye <laughs> yeah. for a minute. Yeah, I, I thought like, that what? too, actually, initially. I was yeah. like, oh, you got Because your left eye was worse than your right eye. Yeah, well, it was just, yeah. it was all around. But that's so ugly. weird. So tell them what happened because it's just like, Bananas. Okay, so I'm a beekeeper. All right. Why? I don't know. Because it's... (laughs) I don't know either. I hate bees. I mean, I don't want to kill them all, but I don't want them around me. The funny thing is, is my great uncle was a beekeeper. And I'm not sure. I met the man, but I don't remember it. I was young On your mother's side? On my mother's side. side. So he also lived down somewhere in central Central Utah. Utah. And he was a professional beekeeper. Um. I think he was in the armed services, I think served in World War II. But then when he was done with that, came back, he was a beekeeper. That's what he did. Sold honey, made a living out of it. And then all of a sudden, I've always kind of been interested in bees. So when elementary school rolled around and I had to do a science project, I did mine on bees. And my family, of course, they were probably steering me that way. Oh, we can get you some stuff and we can do all that. Right. Oh, sure. Um it's more of a book report because are you really doing a science project? I didn't do an experiment. It depends yeah. on what you did to the bee. Or, I, I did nothing. I just did a poster <laughs> and said, these are bees and this is what they're like. And it's, it's an information project. An information project. So I actually okay. have kind of always been interested in them. And then a few years ago, I, I thought, you know, I've got a little more spare time and I'm just dumb enough. I want to start to keep some bees. So 
I look, I saw advertisements for something that's called the flow hive and they make this thing look like it's a hive and all you do at the end of the season is you go and you turn a dial and honey drains out of it. You don't have to take it out and scrape it no, and all that stuff. You just turn this dial huh. and magic honey comes magic out. Golden honey <laughs> comes flowing out. Google it. The flow hive. <laughs> and I thought that would be great because- that sounds awesome. Yeah. Otherwise you got these guys in- suits and smoker machines and all this stuff so as i did a little research i realized okay even if you have a flow hive you actually have to keep your bees you need to go make sure that they're healthy you've got to make sure that the queen is alive and that everything's good in this hive because they can have their problems that they're prone to so i went to go get all the equipment and i go into jones bee in salt lake sorry what's that store jones bee jones bee jones Bee supply maybe Oh, it used to be kind of, uh, I don't even know, a thousand west and not very far south at all. Uh-huh. They're out of business, I guess. I just heard yesterday that oh. finally the the last generations have sort of died off, uh-huh. literally. Uh-huh. And so they just closed it down. But I went there to get my stuff and the lady's like, why are you interested in bees? I said, oh, I've just kind of been familiar familiar with them. I did a science project on it when I was in elementary school. Well, more of a tell report, her, really. Uh, like yeah, right. More of a report. I tell her about the great uncle and she goes, oh, it skips a generation. And I was like, excuse me, what? And she's like, it skips a generation. Your parents weren't beekeepers, were they? I'm like, no, they're just people. And she's like, yep, it has skipped a generation. It always does that. Well, do I count my great uncle? It wasn't my grandpa. It was your grandpa's brother. It's good enough. Yeah, just let, just let him roll. Just, <laughs> let, let, just let Jung have it. Yeah. So genetics is how I got into keeping these. I see. Anyway, I, why does my face look disfigured? Because on Tuesday night, I thought, I'm just going to sneak out to the hives. All I want to do is just one little thing. It's 185 degrees outside. They're I'm not, not going to be on around. They're not going to bother me. I'm not going to bother them. Well, they're getting a little protective <laughs> this time of year because they're starting to build up a lot of honey stores. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, two pissed bees came out and got me in the eyelid and right to the side of the other eye. They went for your eyes. That's the most amazing thing to me. They, do, you think, do you think they knew to go for your eyes? I feel like somehow they did because, I mean, you got to figure a bee can go into its hive do the waggle dance where they do this weird little dance and the other bees they don't even have a bird's eye view but from like the side eye they see this thing doing this weird dance and they know there's nectar or pollen or whatever three miles yonder over the hill and in the meadow so i figured they knew to yeah they knew to coordinate yeah yeah that's crazy but those two bees are dead and i'm not (laughs) They gave their lives. Yep. They gave they their sac- lives. That's what they do. That's what they do. For the greater good. <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> but I'm still doing it. <laughs> After this season, I might take a break. Yeah. It, it can be a very expensive hobby. How do you take a break exactly? Do you just let them go? Well, the hives, it's not too hard to have a hive die out on you. Uh-huh. So I would either maybe donate my bees to a neighbor or a friend or... When a hive dies out, just not restart it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then wait till all three of my hives die out and say, this is a good time for me to take a break. Right. Maybe build back my immune system or something. <laughs> Maybe not be stung so much. Yeah. Yeah. You get stung a lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, do I really want to take this Should... much time? Let's do it. Okay. This is how it's it very fascinating to us. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when you start keeping bees, you learn from a lot of the old people. Uh-huh. And most of them are just renegades. They go out there and they're working on their bees. They're not wearing any protective equipment. And they get stung every once in a while. And it's no big deal to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I had all of the equipment. But I wasn't super careful my first year. Because most of the, again, these guys that have been doing it forever, they're not. And I would get stung every once in a while in the first season. And it's really not that big of a deal. Well, then all of a sudden I got stung once. And it can go one of two directions. The more you get stung, you can become a little bit just desensitized to it. It's not bothering you. Or Or the opposite. Your body can decide it's murdering you and (laughs) today is the day you die. So I got stung once in the cheek. And it didn't really even leave much of a mark. It didn't look like my eyes look like today. Uh I mean, cheeks are nice and fat. It's got room to spread out the inflammation. But... Almost instantly, I mean within probably less than five seconds, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the real deal. And my entire body just felt hot, like Holy a million cow. degrees, and burning. Holy cow. So I'm all, this is what they talk about. This is like a full body anaphylactic reaction. Yeah. It turns out I'm allergic to bees. Yeah. <laughs> So I turned out a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> Should I keep going or did you have a follow-up? No, it's just like it's just the David so Lynch film in my mind now. Yeah. So continue. <laughs> so oh, the thing about this is I had my protective equipment on. So I haven't always been stupid. I actually had my protective equipment on and one of my assistants from the office had been calling and texting me. And so she called like the second or third time and I thought, well, this is some sort of emergency and I better get to it. So I told my phone, hey, Siri, call Raquel. Um, But I didn't know that you could say, hey, Siri, call Raquel on speaker. And so calls Raquel and I put the phone up to my face Mm -hmm. just to have a conversation. Well, the mesh netting brushed, made contact with my cheek. Oh, Therefore, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. six yeah, inches right. away in like right. a halo. And one little bee just came right up by happenstance and boom, got me on the cheek. So I instantly know something is not right here. And I start to walk towards the house and I'm a couple hundred feet to the house. And I just start stripping off all the gear because uh-huh. it's hot and something's yeah. going on. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. Like... Maybe if I get naked or near naked, I won't die, but these clothes are coming off. So the, the, the bee suit's coming off, everything's coming off, the shirt's coming off, and I walk into the house, I'm like, whoa, boy, okay, but we had some EpiPens, and so we just happened to have those. Grabbed an EpiPen, I'm like, yeah, I guess this would be the time to use it, so <laughs> give it to myself in the leg, and you really feel nothing you know, really? when yeah. everything else is going on, right. you assume oh, right. that your your body you're, is on you're fire. Dying. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. comparatively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so I give myself the shot, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm fine, but it says all over it, you go to the ER, you uh-huh. got to go to the ER. Yeah. So I tell my son, I guess we got to go to the ER, and he's a teenager, and uh, he says, okay. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Never mind. I'm good. 
few more minutes go by. Yeah, okay, I think we should probably go to Heart <laughs> <laughs> rate is just like 200, 200 beats. beats <laughs> Holy cow. And I go to the ER and they give me an IV full of just all sorts of anti-inflammatories. And then they just basically laugh at me for like two hours. And we're all having a really good time. They send me home. It's a it was like $1,500 or $2,000 or so. I'm like, yeah. just put it on my tab. <laughs> so this is one of the most expensive hobbies that you could get. I mean, really, you're an idiot to do it. Right. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> and like, I still open up the hive and there's this one queen bee and she lays a thousand plus eggs a day. And there's all these Holy little workers cow. that just know what to do and follow her around. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And so I keep doing it. So because they know, like all the things you just said, where they know to go three miles away for the pollen or whatever, the nectar, it sounds like this is kind of quantum quality to the bees, kind of this, this, this super consciousness thing. Do you think it's true? I don't know. Yes, I do think it's true. I don't know how they do it. It doesn't make sense yeah. that a yeah. bee can do this short little dance and that its buddies say, I know where I know go. exactly where to go. I know exactly where. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Right. That's so weird. I mean, if Tracy did a little wiggle right here and you could say, oh, yep, I'm going to get in my car and take a left or right and whatever, and you're going to end up in Murray. And if I have a map and a GPS, I don't know where to go. Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> really, they, they are actually quite interesting. And yeah, then I've learned that they are the only insect whose natural byproduct we use. And I thought, well, we, I guess we're, they're trying to make us eat insects. That's like the word on the street is someday we'll all just eat crickets. We can't eat meat and stuff anymore. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, hopefully. <laughs> I've, I've, missed, I've missed that memo. Praying but... mantis. Have you ever heard that in the news? <laughs> someday we'll all eat we'll crickets like and crickets. insects because we'll be overpopulated. <laughs> Not the praying mantis because they're eat. they're aliens from another planet. Oh, yeah. they're like Praying mantises are like yeah, baby aliens for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, why won't we just eat like vegetarians? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, probably because there's not enough <laughs> protein. Because there's well, a lot of protein in a cricket. I but think. you can eat beans. This is good taking a left turn. Heather. Yes. <laughs> really went off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> went off the rails. Uh, <laughs> don't keep bees. <laughs> That's the lesson. lesson. <laughs> That's the lesson here. That's the lesson here. <laughs> yeah. So besides being stung in dentistry, um, tell us about your family. You have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. We saw you on Facebook. Beautiful wife, four children, boy, girl, boy, girl. Nice. From balance. age 20 to age 11. So wow. Good balance. And we're just kind of doing our thing. Yeah. We got two kids going to college this fall. Are they going local or are they going away? Local. Cool. Yeah. Both That's kids nice. going local. And... Um, then I got my youngest, my youngest, youngest will be in sixth grade in the fall. So I'm getting to that age where all of a sudden I'm like right in the middle of it. We're done with diapers and strollers and right. all of that. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, in not too many years, it will be just my wife and I in our house. Mm -hmm. And so we will reintroduce ourselves to each other <laughs> and hopefully get to know each other a little bit better hopefully. and see if we like spending time with hopefully each other. Hopefully like each other then. Right? <laughs> yeah. I still like her a lot. I hope she likes me <laughs> back. We've got years to work on that. We'll find out. But then you'll have time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. My mom and dad were actually kind of like that, where they like, when we were kids, they like argued like cats and dogs all the time. And then when we left, 
they were like totally together. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny. I can imagine that because it's you guys know. Stressful. Yeah. It's a little stressful. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, Xander and Rory, we're totally in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You love them. And children, I love you. <laughs> Sometimes you want to strangle them. Mm-hmm. Right. Children, I love you. <laughs> but I haven't yet, and I don't think I will. <laughs> so I was, I always thought it was kind of evolutionary. Like the if you didn't have that love component, those parents did strangle their kids. Yeah. Right. And they kind of fell out They're of the genetic yeah. pool, yeah. right? And so the love is what keeps them alive. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah. is the truth quite yeah. frankly yeah um so um what high school did you go to then were you at taylorsville or taylorsville, high, taylorsville high class of 94 uh-huh. what about you then 88 hillcrest hillcrest so you grew up in Benyon for a while taylorsville Our senior my senior year we moved out there my dad moved us out there and then and then he left and He's, we were stuck in Benyon. <laughs> where did he go? Just a bountiful with his new got, w- woman. Yeah. He left. He divorced your mom. And that's another podcast. But this is not my story. <laughs> <laughs> that is also why I grew up in a different state from my father. He forgot that he was married. Is, right. Is oh, right. right. Yeah. And he... My dad actually suffered a pretty tragic accident when I was, I think it was just a pretty newborn, but he was leaving work one day and he tripped and he fell and he actually landed in another woman's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept having the same accident. He decided that was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's old now. I don't think he knows technology. I'm sure this thing you're won't sure blow you're up. Safe? He's never going to hear this. Okay, <laughs> no, promise. Yeah, promise. <laughs> you can edit the V word if no, you do. No, no, no. Oh, it's no, all that's, that's, that's it's staying there for sure. Okay, that's staying for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of us like this yeah. out there, though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the kids so how many siblings are in your your family? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you know about? That's a good well, question. You're immediate. Let's say immediate. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's complicated. The answer would be it's complicated. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think that Ancestry.com or whatever is ever going to send me an email and say, you have a half sibling out there that I didn't know about. I don't think that'll happen. You never know, actually. You actually de- never do know. And there's, those are some really interesting stories. Jim has a story for you. But oh. let's, again, talk yeah, okay. about you. That's Mine, another Mine's podcast. a little more boring. <laughs> it was two sisters and then myself with my mom and my dad. Right. Then they divorced and my mom remarried when I was 11. She and my stepdad said, "Let." I'm sorry, I clapped in the mic. How dare you? Talking with my hands. They said, <laughs> let's get on this quick. We're going to have a child together. So they had um, a little boy when I was 12 years old. So he's technically my half Half. brother, Uh but we lived in the same house and he's, you know, my brother. Mm -hmm. And he's very interesting. My, my stepdad had and has two kids. So then I had a stepbrother and a stepsister when he came along and my dad and stepmom, they adopted a boy when I was 14 because my stepmom was unable to have kids. So my dad and stepmom married, I don't know when, I was young, maybe I was six, five, six or so. Uh-huh. Um, and she's great. I really like her. She's she's a neat lady. She's 
really good person. My stepdad is a really good person. So blessed with great step parents. Yeah. So um, yeah, we just have kind of all sorts all over. That's great. And if I counted them all up, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> sister, <laughs> sister, brother, brother, step, step. So there would be, I already lost count. It was like uh, seven. Since your brother, brother, step, step, and me, seven. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Be yet all seven of us have probably only ever been in the same location, maybe like for a wedding or something. Uh -huh. maybe once. Right. Different states, different families, different all that. So when you see each other, do you like, I mean, is it like a familial thing? Is there like, hi, how are you? Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> when I see my sisters, it's like, hey, hey, hey. Right. you know, we'll. Right, either, right. Depending on the sister, either hi, great to see you, or with my oldest sister, we might trade an insult or something. And you know, that's yeah, that's a right. sign of affection, yeah. right? Sign yeah. of affection. Um, with my brother that was born when I was twelve, it's just uh, hey, dude, uh, uh, uh. but <laughs> bro, bro, <laughs> we can talk about him. Okay. He is a wild and crazy man, and um, very wild and crazy. My brother in Seattle, um, and he actually does live in Seattle, so I can say it this okay. time. <laughs> uh, he and his wife live in Seattle. And, you know, unfortunately, we just have not spent a lot of time, a sure. lot of time together. We lived in separate states since he was a, an infant when he joined the family. And we just, we might go a few years without seeing each other even. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of sad, but there's just was never really the opportunity right. to have right. a sense. relationship. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Interesting. So why do you like Utah not uh, Seattle? Or what was the why name of the city? Kirkland. 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 Yeah. <laughs> why do I like Utah? Yeah, why do you like Utah? Like, I think I like it just because of the familiarity more than anything. Okay. Because this is where all of my, most of my memories were growing up. Um, this is where I had, you know, the formative years, the high school friends, the going up to the mountains at any time you want, after school or weekends, going to Lake Powell. It's what I know. And yeah. so therefore it's the most comfortable. Yeah. I like to be around family, even though I'm not always with the extended family. <laughs> right, it's right. it's kind of one of those things where yes, you like to know that I like to know they're there. Mm -hmm. I really do. I like to talk to them on the phone and stuff. But we're not the type of family that has to be that hangs out together in and out for Sunday yeah. dinner every single week. Right. Um, but I like to know that it's possible yeah. to do that. And um, we lived since my wife and I have been married, we've lived in Seattle together. We've lived in St. Louis where I went for graduate school. We lived in Arizona together for a while. And Where'd you live in Arizona? We lived in Surprise, Arizona. Oh, mm -hmm. I wonder where Surprise is. Yeah. yeah. You know where it is? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We lived in Arizona a couple of times. Yeah. You did? Where did you live? We lived in Gilbert Last. Okay. Uh, then we lived in, you want to know where this is, Rimrock. Nope. Which is up by Camp Verde. It's kind of central. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just past Jewab. Um, Very nice. <laughs> It's kind of by Sedona, actually, but it's not near as pretty as yeah. Sedona. It's a different- When we say that, don't imagine yeah. it's nice. It is yeah. high desert. It's high desert. <laughs> it's a dump. It's a high desert dump. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, that's, people like surprise. I found it surprisingly awful. Right. <laughs> it was It was so far out there. Mm -hmm. We bought a house basically at the start of 2007. I was fresh out of school. 
went to take a job just to start to earn a little money and yeah. pay some bills. The job fell through before I took it. Oh, we owned no. this house. The housing market crashed. 2007, 2008. My house was 50 miles away from anything I felt right. like. Um, and it took many, many years to sell at a loss. And I, right. the short time that we lived there, it was just tumbleweeds and dust going by. And our oldest boy was about to start kindergarten. Mm. And I said, nope. <laughs> and I loaded up the moving <laughs> Don't truck. Care. And I moved the family Believing. to Utah. And they all moved here. And I kept working in Arizona. Oh, wow. And I worked four days a week there, one day here. And then I went three and two. Two and three, one and four, done. But that that took several years yeah. to get started here. Holy cow! But I just knew it wasn't the place for me. Right. Yeah. And it was just kind of lonely down there. Oh yeah. We didn't really. We had no family. We didn't know a lot of people. And it was the desert. Yeah. Like if there's ever a place to feel lonely, it's the desert. Right. Yeah. yeah we there's had some friends out there. And we but we've been out there a few times. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing out there. But Jim and I are. For, Right after we got married, actually, we we moved to the high desert <laughs> of Arizona. The lonely, dumpy um, desert. Because <laughs> I took a teaching job out there. Um, and for the Yavapai Apache. Yeah. Well, not for it was, them. It was but on it was, the reservation. Yeah. Though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was the same sort of thing that we were in the middle of like nowhere. We didn't know anyone. It was tumbleweeds. It was. And lonely. it was right about the same time because. It was. We were there in 2007, 2008. Yeah. 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 Just and in then, time to have our house. Plummet and yep. value. Yep. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It was awful, huh? Yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. And the whole time I had this feeling like, why am I here? I moved here for a job. Right. It's gone. Why am I here? Right. And one day I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what made us move? Our Xander, we had Xander. Oh, that's right. We had Xander and then we came home to Utah. Because yeah. it was the same. We wanted to be around family. How old was he when you moved? Oh, just a baby. He was like four months old. Yeah. yeah. Our Second boy, he was like six weeks old, I think. Yeah. And again, yeah. I was just like, load yeah. the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's exactly weird. right. Just exactly leave. right. What are we going to do with the house? I don't care. Yeah. I didn't even live in it after we moved. I'm like, uh -huh. no. I put a renter in it. I'm like, I'll find a place to live for cheaper because we were broke. Yeah. Right? And just like, just get out. Go. Yeah. I'm so happy. That's so yeah, similar. No, it's I'm so really, similar. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I just... <laughs> I like Utah. Yeah. Don't move here, people. But <laughs> <laughs> I like Utah. It sucks. I like Utah. It's awful. It's horrible. <laughs> Everything you've heard is true. <laughs> but it's a great place. <laughs> it is uh, a great place. That's awesome. It is. So Utah's, I mean, <laughs> like one of the reasons we do this podcast actually is so when people hear, they can hear kind of just the voices of Utah and the people in Utah and stuff and the places. So what places do you like in Utah? Like if you thought of Utah, what would be the places you'd say for maybe somebody visiting or thinking of moving here? What should they, where should they go? What should they see? Well, they're going to have to do the standard, go see all the national parks down in Southern Utah. For sure. As a local, I can say that, but I can also say I haven't been to Zion National Park. I don't think since I was 12. Yeah. But it's kind of like the same thing with family. It's, it's in my there. back pocket. Yeah. It's <laughs> you there. Can go if anytime you want. wanted to. I can go at any time I want. Yeah. And my kids have been with friends and stuff. The older kids have. And it's amazing. They love it. One of the things that I like is we live in Bountiful and we live, Bountiful is kind of all foothills. I mean, yeah, their right. whole town's mm -hmm. like right. a hill. Very poor for teaching kids to ride bikes and <laughs> play with balls. But, <laughs> but it's really nice because you can just leave from your house and you can walk up and there are lots of trails. trails. 
You can hike right up over the top of Bountiful and look into City Creek. I like to do that. Oh, that's cool. Um, no, that's, that's fun to do in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so short. I can be staring in downtown after walking from my house probably within 40 minutes. Wow. Um, I like to drive up to a big Cottonwood, Cottonwood Canyon. Mm -hmm. I like to go to Silver Lake. Uh -huh. I, mean, I know the whole world does. But it's really easy with kids of any age walk around the boardwalk on the little trail and there's always a moose there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we fish there a fair amount i don't think we've ever caught a fish there <laughs> we went just so you're really good but you keep trying i don't think there's any actually i know there are fish there because we were my son and i my 15 year old max we were there just last week i think it was and while we were fishing catching nothing a bald eagle goes flying by with a fish <laughs> in its sharp talons. So you were all fishing on them? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing ever. That's and we didn't awesome. catch any fish. So then we went <laughs> over Guardsman's Pass uh -huh. and we ended up at the ponds at Deer Valley. Uh -huh. And we caught a couple fish real quick. Yeah. There were some pretty little trout and then we drove home. But it's little things like that that I love. Like Guardsman's Pass is beautiful. Right. And from my house, I'm kind of far away from it, but 40 minutes. Yeah. And you're at the top of that. Yeah. Utah time, really beautiful. time is compressed. You yeah. Know, you notice that like in Arizona, you'd go from like 45 minutes to like the store. <laughs> right? <laughs> Drive from Surprise to Gilbert. And in oh my 90 gosh. minutes, like an, maybe. Uh, yeah. I was going to say like an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 It's huge. Yeah. And, and so. What do you see along the way? I'm oh, no. sorry, Phoenicians, but nothing. <laughs> you see cactus. the center of hell. Cactus. Cactus. More cactus. Everything's brown. Everything's dead. <laughs> like your tires scorpions. are melted. You see scorpions. Oh, you see tons scorpions. of scorpions. Snakes. Yeah. And they terrify me. Jim, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want nothing scorpions. to do with scorpions. I used to go out at night to hunt them, Ugh. but it was terrifying. I would go out and just like, because I, so I, I was so scared of them stinging the kids or whatever that I would go yeah. out there at night with the light and the thing and the thing and I'd just kill them. I would put little glue traps that for mice in our house and you'd, I'd find little baby scorpions. Mm. Oh, See, God. I didn't want to know that. Ooh, yeah. I just, I just didn't want to know. <laughs> oh, tell, tell real quick about your scorpion experience when we moved to Gilbert. So uh, funny. We had, a, so our bedroom was upstairs. It was a upstairs, downstairs kind of thing. And um, this huge bathroom. And I went in, Shortly after we'd been there, really. Like very shortly, yeah. Um, and turned on. No, I didn't turn on the shower. I just opened the well, shower. Did you get in the shower? No, I, I don't think I got in. Because I thought you just, like saw it right there. I don't think I got in. Gosh, no. Please. Seriously. And there was a scorpion right there on the wall. And, and it, it was the same, the same color, color of the, wall. the uh, stone, you know? Like, no. So, and it's up on the second floor. So where's it coming right. in from? You know, this kind of whole thing. Or can they climb stairs? I don't know, like, what's their method? <laughs> right? Yeah, breaking down. I don't want it in there. Right. And I mean, and it's carpet with, I mean, we had tile downstairs, but it was all carpet, everything upstairs. Basically. I'm not so then I got a phone call of just, just, just the stream of swear words. Just the stream of swear words. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you have to come home. <laughs> but you know what happens? Like the vents for the bathrooms. They put net around those, but over time, sometimes the net gets loose, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so they'll kind of get curious and they'll literally halo drop into the shower, which is, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. That's none of that interests me. None of yeah. it. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. People should not live in Arizona. Again, I'm <laughs> Northern. Yes. I hear it's wonderful. Yeah. Live Flagstaff there. is beautiful. Flagstaff. Yeah. 
Sedona. I don't well, know. now it's I like never afford to go there. Now it's like 118 <laughs> degrees every day. Yeah. So it's Regardless. like, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy there. I have not been back since we fled Phoenix. <laughs> well, you had such a good in experience. In like 2008, <laughs> No conferences? Was, you've never gone? Oh, I won't go. Oh. You just won't no. go. You You're just like, won't go. I, like, I won't go. And my <laughs> wife has said a couple times, we should go in the spring or fall. You know, just get a little sun when it's that time of year where it's spring, early right. spring. You're just yeah. dying for some right. warmth. Yeah. Well, uh, no. Nope. We're the freeze to death. I'll fly to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I will spend 20 times the amount. I yeah. mentally can't handle it yet. Too soon. Yeah, too yeah, soon. for sure. Too yeah, we have relatives that we love there, yeah. and we'll we'll go so we to go. visit them. But that's the only reason. And Tracy knows that's the only reason I'll go, is because of them. And if they weren't there, I would not go. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I agree with you. It's yeah, funny. What else about Utah? Let's be honest. A lot of Utah is not the prettiest place on earth. Like, have you ever driven north towards Idaho? It's just that desolate, sage, brushy sort of. I yeah, mean, if you're into feel. that, that's good. Or driving to Southern Utah, <laughs> you get like Fillmore ish and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dead. Not really doing fields. it for me. Yeah. But then, you know, you got the, the really beautiful areas, I see the Wasatch Front, Southern Utah. Well, St. George is St. beautiful. St. George is great. Right. Even the cities that we just came back from Cedar City, actually, to the Shakespeare Festival, and it's beautiful down there. It's a cute little college town in St. George. And so there's, it's hot spots, but yeah, you just got nowhere to go. You know what's cool about Southern Utah is you can get there because it's 80 miles an hour on the freeway mostly now. You can go 90, yeah. right? Of course. And it's like three and a half hours now. It seems so much shorter than oh, when yeah, we were it's kids. amazing. It's awesome. It is. It is a, honestly almost a full hour shorter. Yeah. yeah. It was 60, I yeah. think. When we yeah, were right, right. As soon as they raise it to 90, then we can go 100. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can and we will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right <laughs> it's America. In the West. This is Western America. That's, we can do whatever we that's want. That's right. No one's the boss of us. No one's the boss of Utah. Uh -uh. No one's the boss of Utah. Uh -uh. No one's no. going to tell us what to do. That's right. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing is what we're talking about, the compression of time. Like, you can get to the mountains or the lakes or anywhere within like what 30 minutes on the outside you can go jump into the weirdest um highest natural elevation i don't know all of its qualifications but that really weird um crater in midway mm -hmm. yeah, you ever yeah. been in there no do you yeah, know I've about it i've been out there yeah no the, <laughs> i don't the midway sorry, crater i don't it's where they that must be in central utah it must be in central <laughs> that's utah. right that's right square and joab yeah, that's down near Castledale. <laughs> I think my mom lived in Castledale for a while. Um, no, up in Midway, they have a, there's a crater that's, I don't know how wide it is, 30, 40 feet. You've been feet. in it? Yeah, I've been out there. We went out, we went out there for a business thing. If it sounds weird to say it out loud like that, but we did, and it was kind of cool. You swim in it. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Midway crater, write it on your yellow notepad. Well, we should go out there if you've never been. We'll take the kids. It's 66 feet deep, and it's constantly replenished by warm spring water. It's Seriously? like 94, 5, 6 degrees year-round, and you go swim in it. You go float. You put on a life jacket, and you float in it for an hour at a time, and you scuba dive in it. That's where people get certified. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Huh. Not that I ever want to get certified because that panics me. But the reason I was thinking about it is because 
yeah, Utah has some quirky little things. And I was up there once getting my kids scuba certified. Uh-huh. And there were some divers from, I think, Nebraska. And I'm like, what are you doing here? They said, well, we're getting scuba certified. And it was winter. And they said, this is actually one of the only natural open bodies of water that you can train in and do these dives. I'm like, really? In the middle of Utah? How deep is it, do you think? 66 feet. 66 feet. Yeah, bend to the bottom of it. Oh, wow. And at the bottom, it's sandy. And you can see the sand kind of bubbling Did you say up. you've been to the bottom of it? Yeah. How? With scuba a dives. scuba tank. You scuba dives. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. You can't go 66 seems, feet. <laughs> physically impossible. Not right. <laughs> Your head you should would do explode. it someday. No. Because it's super neat. <clears throat> it looks like it has a sandy bottom, but it's kind of percolating because uh -huh. that's where the water is sourcing into it. Huh. And it's almost like a false bottom because you can put your hand into it and sink it clear past your shoulder. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's not solid because it's... It huh. just shifts uh -huh. yeah. upwards. Yeah. Wow. So how deep is the sand? Do they know? It's at least arms like deep. At 1,200 feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> Probably legs length, I would say. I measured in a, a medium-sized man's leg. A tall woman. <laughs> a tall woman. <laughs> With hills. <laughs> Scooby hills. <laughs> But we were there and I just thought, well, Utah is a weird, crazy place. We got Nebraskans that fly here to jump in our crater. That is a weird and the place. the skiing, I like to ski. You like of course, to ski? Everybody you likes and your family ski. skis? Me and some of them. Okay. The males. The males in our family ski. What do you like to ski? I'm just, uh, I just go for what is easy. So I've had the pass before. I've had the epic pass that's Park City. And then I think this upcoming year I have the Icon Pass, so that will mostly be. What does that mean, Icon? The, it's the new collective agreement that a lot of people really hate because, in a sense, it's kind of ruined skiing. I think in many states and places, the instead of just buying a season's pass to Solitude, for example, right, you can buy the Icon Pass, and its home base is Solitude, so you can ski there unlimited, but then you can also ski. It's typically, and I'll probably mess up the details, but seven days at a huge list of other resorts. So um, In total, or can you do seven days at each, each of them? Each one. Oh, wow. Huh. So you're going seven days, five or seven days to Deer Valley. You're going to... So you never have to go to your home base. Oh, you can, you, you, if you just you can say I never. Yeah. yeah. You wow. can go to Europe. You can oh, really? Ski a, have you skied in Europe? Never. On it? No. no. But I would. I mm -hmm. would honestly love to say, let's go to just the Alps. randomly take a trip. That would be awesome to mm -hmm. do. And I've thrown that out there. So it's on the, the someday so list. So where in Europe? Is it like Switzerland or Austria? Or it's um, definitely Italy. So you're skiing in the Dolomites in Italy. Mm -hmm. um, and then Austria, I believe. I think Switzerland. Yeah, because I believe it's Vermont. That's big mountains are, yeah. Yeah, and I, I I think there's actually one in France, a resort or two in France. Uh -huh. But I know Italy, it's like a full list of resorts. And I uh -huh. think all of their resorts are a little bit connected there into some sort of collective mm. to some degree. Um, so that's what I bought for next year. Huh. What's the one up in near Ogden? What is that? Brian, no, not Brian. Uh, uh, my kids Brian ski there, there all the time. Oh, man. We're just talking about it. Because it's a really nice resort. It's owned by the same people yeah. that own Sun Valley, isn't it? Yeah. And it's 
pretty inexpensive. I've been in Utah all my life. I know everything about it. <laughs> Except for this one fact. <laughs> snow basin. Snow, snow basin. basin. Yeah. That's it, yeah. <clears throat> so I think it includes snow basin. But it, it's an easy one. But people hate it because I don't know if it's just that more people are skiing and more people are traveling. But the canyons are a mess. Uh-huh. You can't get up and down the canyons unless you're leaving at the absolute crack of dawn. And well, I those people would be up there anyway, do you think? Or because how does that math work? Probably mostly, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But it's just something to be mad at. I mean, I'm not the expert at this pass. Please, nobody think that. But it could be something for people yeah. to be mad at. Yeah. And then now there's a big battle in, is it Little Cottonwood Canyon? Are they going to do the open a lane of traffic, a new lane, widen the road, and add a bus lane? Or there are they going to do the gondola? Gondola? I think gondola was gondola, only for, I, I thought that was only for Italians in boats. Maybe gondola. At the Venetian. So, <laughs> that's in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> dress Italian. <laughs> so they might already be doing that because we were unfortunately up at the Spruces this summer and they were working on that's another huge, podcast. huge working on the road. Oh yeah. They like, had this, oh, it was so cool. They had this huge like, like giant buzzsaw that was like 50 feet big. Oh, wow. I yeah. want to. And so, they just like, cutting down the road, like cutting the road in half to take out part I of the I like that. that yeah. Cool. So they're doing something. So maybe they. Well, somebody I'm will saying, be pissed. Yeah, of course oh, they yeah. will. Oh, the yeah. population is growing. The canyons are. There's a lot of people in them. And well, people are always mad at stuff. I mean, I don't know. progress or not, right? We, it was yeah. crowded when I, my son and I went up the other day. And it's yeah. like, well, I can't hate the people that are there because I'm there. Because you're there. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you guys are there too. <laughs> it's like I can't, I don't get super mad in traffic because I'm on the road too. But did you know Utah is number one for road rage? That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And some guy. I just, Someone threw it. I saw this. I was, was at the. A tomahawk. <laughs> I like to say. <laughs> somebody, I saw this on the news because I was in this waiting room at the hospital this morning, right? And the news came. I never watched the news because it makes me crazy. But it's on. So you're watching it, right? And I came across a tomahawk. No, an axe. <laughs> what was it? A hand axe? Somebody threw a hand axe at another motorist because they did something to them. <laughs> you have to be <clears throat> so pissed out of your mind to do or that. You're such an idiot. Because, like, <laughs> you're going to get caught. Well, well, and, and he did. know your license yeah. plate. Right. And that's what they said. They said they arrested him at his house later. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you have to be so out of your mind angry. They always get you at your house. I can prove it. My <laughs> parents you? were out of town when we were teenagers, right up the road in now Taylorsville. <laughs> and we decided to take my sister's car because it was a little bit roomier than my car. So my friends and I, we had nowhere to go. We were like 16 years old. So we're driving around the neighborhoods aimlessly, right up the road here. And then my friends, while I was driving... They thought it would be funny to roll down the windows and ask every little kid they saw. And they asked them, hey, kid, want a candy want bar? Candy? <laughs> Do you want some candy? Hey, kid, you want some candy? And a few of the kids just looked like, you guys are stupid. And a few of the kids ran their homes. <laughs> ran and told their parents. And I'm driving and I'm, you know, it's the peer pressure of, I guess I should keep driving. I can't be like, well, I'm stopping this car. You get out right now. <laughs> I'm making a stand. So, we, so I'm easier to catch. <laughs> I'm kind of like, does anybody want a big gulp? We can just like leave this neighborhood. <laughs> we finish up. I go home within 30 minutes. Knock, knock. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, my gosh. And I was afraid of my mom growing up. I'll admit it. Um, 
but she was out of town. <laughs> so this really nice police officer, she comes in as a lady. I think you know why I'm here. Is there a white Jetta at this residence? I'm all, yeah, it's parked in the garage with the garage door shut. Because <laughs> I'm no, mom didn't raise no dummy. I was expecting you. Oh, good. I'm glad you were. So we had a little talk and uh, I'm sure you know that was really stupid. Yes, ma'am. And she <laughs> left me on her way. So she was very nice and a lesson was learned that day. <laughs> that's funny. But that's how cops were back then too. Like in yeah. Utah, like they would always come. It's almost like a public service back then. I don't think it's that way right now. Right? No, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, you couldn't no, do any of that stuff. No way. But yeah, We'd all would, be felons. Every, yeah. Oh, we would all be in jail. I'd every be in jail single one a of dozen us. times over. Mm -hmm, Easy. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, but the, back then they would just come and sit in your living room and sit down and have a talk with you and tell you why that was wrong. And they, they could do this and they could do this. It was very serious. Yep. They're never going to do it again. And then they'd leave. And they'd leave and you'd say, and honestly, I was scared. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was not going to do it again. I actually haven't done it since. <laughs> to this day. I've never You've done it. You've learned your lesson. Yeah. 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 So lesson learned and it was good. But I mean. <laughs> I like the white Jenna part too. <laughs> That's the perfect. <laughs> you had the biggest trunk. The I used to love driving that car. car. I was like, if I ever need to put an armoire or something in it, it had an amazing trunk. And these Jettas did. Yeah. yeah. And I had this little brown Toyota Celica it was a 1976 Toyota Celica, and so it was as old as I was. And I remember thinking, that's an old car. This car is 16 years old when I got it. And now I'm like, I will give my kids a car that's older than 16 years <laughs> old because I'm currently handing down the same car to each kid. And I, my goal yeah. is to have my youngest have that car. drive this 20-something-year-old car. That's awesome. But uh, it was a fun car to drive, and I always thought I could get away with a little bit more in that car. It was an automatic. Mine was a stick shift. You know what? You're running from the police. You kill the engine. You look really stupid. Well, we had to borrow my sisters. God forbid you had to stop on a hill. Oh, right? oh yeah. No. Panic. Just <laughs> panic. I want that. Why didn't we have more accidents back then? Because everybody, every kid had the same problem. They were all driving stick shifts. They were all going up those all hills. Us. Yeah. And they were like. <laughs> we must have all just known and watched but yeah. now it's like they got an automatic in front of me i will be three inches off of their bumper and if they don't gun it when the light turns green mm -hmm. i'm swearing i'm, I'm, I'm yelling yeah. and i'm gonna throw something out the window I'll throw a hatchet <laughs> probably a hatchet hand axe maybe a tomahawk <laughs> yeah but we are bad here and we're we, we drive really fast here too oh, we do drive fast we're, yeah we like to get where we're getting but your phrase of everything is close in Utah. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, everything's condensed, right? Condensed. I think it's condensed. Yeah. And okay, do you guys complain about traffic in Utah? Like, oh. Well, no, because we've lived other places. Because you've lived yeah. other places. Yeah. 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 Even if there is traffic, my goodness, that drive from Bountiful to the point <laughs> of the mountain took an extra seven minutes. <laughs> Never going to Thanksgiving Point again. Ever. It's outrageous. Oh, that is outrageous. It's completely unacceptable. And I blame California for what they've done. All the Californians state. moving in. Yeah. It's still so easy to get it around. Is. It is. And then with the 215, you could, oh my goodness. Like, well, it's also really connected. Like, like, we live in Mill Creek. And to come here seems like kind of all the way across the valley, 15 minutes. It's and nothing. you can take the side streets, right? Like, how do you get here? Well, we just take, take the, the two. We go up to 215 because we're a high milk. So you go high. And then we just come all the way around the bend and get off at 
Uh, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Flat. Easy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody's moving here, last question. If somebody's moving here, what would you want them to know about good and bad? Good and bad about Utah? Mm -hmm. Okay, bad. Some people are going to get some cultural shock, I think, with the, um, well, what should we call it? Conservative culture, religious culture, et cetera. I was at, was it Smith's on like 33rd, 39th? Maybe it was There's the old Smith's Fred on. Meyer up in Mill Creek. Uh, yeah. yeah, the 33rd, right? Yeah. 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 I was at that Smith's once like 20 years ago. And there was a man in the magazine aisle and he was so pissed. He was with his girlfriend or wife that they didn't have the um, magazine that he wanted. And he was looking for a girly magazine. He was so mad at the culture of this state <laughs> that he couldn't find the magazine he wanted. And he's talking out loud. And I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of more of a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like right up at the front of the store. He was yelling about not being able to find his Playboy or whatever. Yeah, he was just so <laughs> mad. And he was just... Damn it, this is why we're leaving this state. I cannot live here anymore. I'm like, I think there's other ways to get it. Or there's like Bob's there's magazine, Bob's shop magazine shop on downtown. Stage <laughs> this is the internet was very, you know, early yeah, yeah, on. Very new, right? So I'm all, okay, well, he's pissed. So he's out of here. And he vocally was saying, This is why we are this leaving is this. The state. Yeah, this is the hilarious. reason. Yeah. This is the reason. That's awesome. And so I I do like I appreciate that he was experiencing culture shock. And I, I do understand that from certain people. But the good about it is, along with that same culture, I personally think the culture in Utah is great. Now, my personal experience is that my wife and I have a very diverse family. So my wife and I are, are LDS. We're card carrying. We go to church all the time. Our kids are with us as well. But of our four parents, uh, they've all been married a few times. So I would multiply out and gets <laughs> to a greater number. The multi-parent syndrome, yeah. We only have one of our four parents that are LDS. LDS. And we have everything. We've got the whole spectrum in there. And we actually quite enjoy it. And everybody's really pretty happy. Um, everybody are Utah natives. They've mm -hmm. lived here their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And... They're just, in reality, nobody cares what anybody else is. Right. Yeah. And we all have great family parties and we do great things. And they all have, people have their social lives in whatever aspect they want to focus mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Whether it's the country club or whether it's an outdoor junkie. Or the or axe throwing. Axe throwing <laughs> or going to church or doing whatever. But like, you can really do anything you want in this state. Like, right. we're a pretty forward-thinking, accepting state. Do you think that's kind of new? That? Yeah, I don't want to preload that question, but do you think that sense of kind of acceptance of anybody's kind of new, or did you always have that experience with your family? We always had it because that's always how I grew up. Yeah. Um, because my family was always very, very mixed. So I had from my dad, who was very anti-religion of any sorts, my mom was a church lady, and we watched Little House on the Prairie growing up, and that was it. <laughs> wow. Oh, the Simpsons oh, was wow. like Spawn of Saint. Turn that off. <laughs> we would go to oh my, my dad's house. I remember being seven, eight years old, 
watching the movie Porky's. And that's what we did. <laughs> and we'd come home from our month up there in the summer. My mom's like, well, what'd you do? What movies did you see? I'm like, we saw Porky's, we saw Stripes, <laughs> we saw this. And she's like, oh gosh, <laughs> my kids are going to hell. So for me, it's kind of always been like that. But I would, the answer to your question, I would say, oh yes, definitely. And I would say that our state gets more and more diverse every year that right. goes by. Right. Um, with both the influx of out-of-staters moving mm -hmm. in, but I think that also the the local conservative culture is figuring out more and more each year, maybe we really don't care what others do as much. Right. right. I'm not saying that's totally gone. Right. I think it's the younger generation thing from my perspective, right? So it's like too, the younger yeah. generation, they just have so much, I don't know, they just seem so, I want to, take it back to the bees, but such a hive mind about things like that, right? Where they're like, eh, we don't care. I mean, you know, how does, they kind of have the right question in my mind, which is, how does that really affect me? Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. And I can't, there's still not a, a magical day in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> I don't really care what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, do you see that? Like the, uh, wasn't there a Mormon contingent that marched in the pride parade of younger people to kind of sh show their alliance yeah. and, yeah, and they're way into it, okay? So my friend from residency, who I've been friends with for a lot of years now, we were talking once several years ago, and he was, I can't remember exactly what the question was, but it was something about um, how would a Mormon feel about the, you know hanging out or interacting or doing whatever with this gay person. And I said, nowadays, I said, nine out of 10 Mormon people would love to have a gay friend right like right. honestly right oh yeah they want one right you know they they not only want to be oh yes i'm i'm accepting of all and i don't really care who does what and everything but i want a gay friend also because i want to be able to say i have a gay friend <laughs> <laughs> you can't say the part of that's not true like well how do you how do you guys feel about gays oh we love them i have a gay friend i have a gay friend <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm, my best friend is gay. I just proved it. Yeah, I, I totally proved it. Yeah. I have a neighbor that's gay. But are you friends with them? Oh yeah, totally. We're best friends. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they they want to be. I think they want to be. But I think it's yeah, I don't think the you're right. That's kind of club. this this yeah perspective or persona they want to present as we're accepting. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's true. Yeah. Do you have any final questions, Trace? Um, I have a, well, it's a weird question. Did you ever hang out at Leatherby's over on Redwood over there? Of course, 100%. Is it still there? Yeah. Yes. It is? Oh my god. That thing will never go away. So And still popular as ever, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've driven by it. I drive by it all the time. It's got crowds in the middle of the I day. I just remember in high school, like, trekking out there, you know, after some game or some play or something like that. And we would end up there. there quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't say I go because it's, you know, I, I go to work and drive home. I, it's rare that I say I need to get a seven pound banana split <laughs> on my way home. But it's there if you want it's it. It's there if I want <laughs> it. Um, but I have many fond memories of walking in and kind of going, oh, that smells like maybe a sour rag or maybe <laughs> sour milk, or maybe it's fresh ice cream. I don't know. But I'm hungry. <laughs> Let's eat way more ice cream than we should. It's never going away. That's awesome. Did Love you it. ever do any theater? 
Um, like a thespian? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm straight. <laughs> but you have a thespian friend. <laughs> but I have a thespian friend. Best friend. I, can, I have a best friend that's a thespian. <laughs> no, I would have actually been, and I think I still would be, really shy, uncomfortable doing that. When it would be like, I'm going to get on stage and if I were a rich man, right. blah, 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 and people are like, does he think he's good? Like, <laughs> does he think he can actually like sing and act and whatever? No. Like this, back and forth, really uh, fun, enjoyable, but no, you couldn't put me on a stage. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's very personable. That's kind of like Xander too. He's, he's just outrageous personality. He will not touch a stage. He wouldn't. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. forced it. We, we run a community theater. In Milk oh, Creek. you do? Yeah. Um, so he's forced to be a part of he's it. In the, he's in the show, but it's at, under protest. And he says he doesn't like it, but then at the end of the run, he says, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, and I can picture that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, just curious. My youngest daughter is very into all of that. Is she? And she loves it. She's passionate about it. That's our 11-year-old. So she does school plays, and she does community theater, and uh -huh. she does all of these things. Oh, where does she do the community theater? Um, Centerpoint? Spotlight Children's Theater Spotlight Children's in oh, Centerville. Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then she's done a couple others that uh, at it's breaking up. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love those. That's me feeling like a bad dad. Going, I don't remember the names of them, but mostly Spotlight. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. That's Spotlight, good. and then the school plays and stuff. That's awesome. But she really likes it. But I think when I see her doing it, I'm like, oh, I could no more get up on that stage ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's really interesting. I think. To both of us, if I can speak for you, Trace, because it's like sure. somebody you have who's so personable and nice and fun and funny. And then how does that not translate to the stage? Because it's easy what I do. This isn't this is my shtick. Right. Drop in, give a little witty comment, <laughs> boom, I'm out. <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop and mic I'm drop, out. I'm out. <laughs> and it only has to last for about three seconds. Right. And boom, I'm out. I don't have to carry this thing on. Like I'll think sometimes, oh, I'm pretty funny. Yeah, I got some really good jokes. <laughs> I could get up on that stage. I could be a stand-up comedian. And I would do about two little jokes and they'd be really funny. And then the lights would be staring. You're shining bright on me. I'd be like, sweating. I don't know the third joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to play off of other people, you know. It's the it's just the Give ultimate take. Michael Scott. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really easy to do. But right. to just get up and run your own monologue for an hour long, oh, that's terrifying. That is hard, actually. The stand-up improv or comedy is really tough. Super Very hard. tough. Yeah, it's one of the tougher yeah. things to do. Right. I've started watching. I never was really even into watching it, but I have more in the last couple of years. And I really respect what they do. Do you watch like Gaffigan? Uh -huh. Yeah. He's a family fun friend. Um, I like him a lot. He's funny. And speaking of family friendly, one of my, I think my all time favorite though is Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of He's family hilarious. friendly. hilarious. <laughs> He's super funny. He's just funny. You know, because it's smart too. Oh, very yeah. Yeah, smart. He's, yeah. he's funny, but he's like super sharp. And yeah. he can say whatever he wants and he can be as offensive as he wants, but it's really not offensive because behind Dave every Chappelle. bit of comedy yeah. is some, some truth. Bit of truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of truth in many times. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Anything well, else you want to add to the podcast? Uh, just look forward to going up to that crater with you in Midway and, you know, <laughs> touching the muddy bottom with you. <laughs> See how deep it is.
Is it one tray CD? Won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Two thirds of one tray CD. That's exactly what it is. My whole drowning experience will just. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. I don't feel like I've added anything of worth. No, in none the last of us hour have. Anyway, none of us have. No, good. Yeah, but some poor sucker is driving through Fillmore, Utah, wishing <laughs> he could was Fillmore Beaver. I don't know what the joke is there. <laughs> That's and it. Hopefully, That's it. we've helped him or her get through this get hour. Through. <laughs> we've helped them through Fillmore Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is. The, Welcome. What is the best part of Utah? That. The fact that the pioneers put those two, <laughs> two town towns names right, back to back. right next to each other. And now we have hats and buttons yeah. and everything. Yeah. That is all. Bumper, Bumper stickers. stickers. <laughs> Coffee mugs. Every, I haven't seen a t-shirt. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you taking time. I know it's uh, it's been hard to schedule with us because we're obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> uh, we won't. Is this the part where we ignore the fact that I kind of no-showed you on Tuesday. Okay, we're done. Bye. <laughs> no, we, well, well, no, you were there. We chased you down. In the parking yeah, lot. I was like, Jim, there he is. Hurry, get over there. Drive. There's a whole nother story about that. <laughs> we could do nothing but tell stories for, for if you guys time. ever want to do this again, we could go for hours. Oh, we'll do a part two. Let's do a part two. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Micah. Very welcome. Shame that we don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore.